Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to a special episode of In That Number. This is episode number 173, and this is a Nathan Jones special. Uh, joining me today, we have Tyler Barber from the YouTube channel T-Boys TV. We're going to discuss all things Nathan Jones, and hopefully we'll all be a little bit more enthusiastic about the appointment. And Tyler can turn our heads as we go into 2023 with a positive outlook uh, so let me bring in our guest today, then Tyler Barber. Tyler, thank you Hello. so much for joining me today. I mean, it's it's been a busy week for both clubs, but I just want to ask firstly, how are you doing and how are you feeling about Nathan Jones? Yeah, I'm 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 feeling all right about the Nathan Jones thing. Obviously, I am gutted because obviously everything he's done for the club. But you know, when I look at it, 
I felt it was a matter of time before another Premier League club was going to try and go in for him. Obviously, there was rumours that he was potentially going to go to Brighton when obviously Graham Potter left as he wasn't the main favourite like he was with you guys. I just had a feeling it was going to happen at some point. And yeah, man, it, it is gutting, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, you know, you're an established Premier League team. You know, it's going to be very hard for him to... To, Not for yeah, much longer. <laughs> to turn that down. Yeah, sure. I mean, what what about the rest of the, the fan base? How are they feeling? Are they all echoing your sentiments? It's a bit 50-50. Some people, are, I think some people are going a bit too hard on him. At the end of the day, so he, he got rumoured to go to, obviously, these are the three teams. Obviously, he's gone to you lot now. But before it was Brighton and then there was speculation when Parker left of potentially going Bournemouth. Now, for me personally, Bournemouth would have been the only one I questioned. And the reason I say that is because it links back to what I said at the start, which established Premier League team. Yeah, I know they were in the Premier League for a good five years or whatever it was, but that they haven't been. it's not been like that in recent years, has it? They've yeah, just a, bit, a bit up and down, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when I look, when I look at it like that, I understand why he's went went to you guys. You know, it's, it's it's hard to turn that down. And also, yeah, that he was, I think he was a coach or, or some sort of something at Brighton as well. Yes. Um, in and around the manager at that time. Obviously, he was always going to have that link with them. He played for them as well, didn't he? As a yeah, player. exactly, exactly. So you, you know, you and you and Brighton, I'm not really, I'm not disappointed. If it's Bournemouth, I would have been. I'll, I'll be honest. But a lot of the fans, I think some of them have, have have looked into it a bit more. But I do still see some people every now and then saying, "Oh, he's this, he's that," and he, I do think it is quite silly, to be fair. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, I'm glad. I'd like to think that the Luton fans are a little bit upset about it and not, you know, happy because we are getting someone that, that's treasured at the club uh, I just want to talk about your season uh, this year are you enjoying football this season because I mean the back of that tremendous season last year that playoff spot and where are you now currently in, in ninth ninth yeah yeah I mean is there is there hope that you can push on with a new manager now and I don't know what the situation's like with you anymore is there are there any top candidates is Sean Dyche interested at all I think there's a few I think what we're gonna look at um our chairman actually done an interview um earlier on today I need to check that out a bit later on but I know he said that we we're basically looking at a we're going to look at someone similar to Nathan Jones in the sense where fairly young manager, obviously he's got on a bit now, but you know, young manager like a Plymouth one, for example, Mm -hmm. we're looking at someone like that. We want someone who's like how he is on the touchline where he's very says how he feels essentially. Um, We're looking at someone like that. Like I said, a lot of names are up there. The Plymouth manager, uh, Schumacher is also Rob Edwards, them, them sort of, them sort of young ones. They're, They're the ones we're, apparently looking at as for the season so far it's been a bit bit 50 50 it is actually very similar to last year and then obviously we all know how that ended up last year you know with the fact where we've had a lot of injuries again we've had games where it's, it's actually when you look at it it's a very similar record that we had obviously last year in the wins losses and draws so yeah there's there's been some games you know I look at especially away from home even though overall I think we're the fourth best side away from home or something in the league there has been some games where I felt we should have done a lot better uh, one of them being especially for Nathan Joe's last game the other day to start you know yeah. yeah yeah we conceded two early goals and from that moment in because like, I've seen it in games we've had again obviously the heavy derby defeat we took a few early goals conceded there and then obviously went on to lose that and um yeah there's been games as well like Bristol City where the same thing happened conceded two early goals and it's just moments like that at home 
at the start of the season, we were struggling quite a bit, uh, considering we only lost four games at home last season. Wow. Yeah, in the league, we only, um, we've already lost, I think we've already lost two. There's been a lot of games where it's felt like losses, where we've drawn when we should have really done a little bit better. But overall, not, not too bad, but it could be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, there's still time. There's still time. Get a new manager in, get that push and hopefully get a playoff spot. That would be nice. Uh, right off the bat, I, I want to say that I was slightly underwhelmed with, with the appointment initially. I mean, and I guess I just felt that we would take our time a little bit more, consider more candidates. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not on a downer. I'm willing to have my head turned uh, to the good points of Nathan Jones. And I'm going to give him, you know, he's going to get all my support. But it's up to you, Tyler, to convince me that that Nathan Jones is the right man for the job. And also, I want to say that before we move on, that speaking as a football fan in general, I gave my whole support to Luton last season. And I haven't spoken to a neutral that hasn't wanted Luton to do well. So I really, really hope that us taking Jones away doesn't hamper you too much because it would be so good to see you guys up in the Premier League. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it would be brilliant. I remember a lot of people last year when we got to the playoff stages, like you said, a lot of neutrals saying, you know, I hope we do it and and that sort of thing. Because obviously since Premier League's been called, it never been in there. And yeah, man, it's it just been a, a brilliant story. Um, of course, yeah, especially going to Kenilworth, Kenilworth Road as well would be amazing. I mean, yeah, amazing. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. where we were nine years ago now, obviously in the conference, um, it's obviously we got all the points deducted. That's the reason we was in that position. Mm-hmm. The bounce back, the comeback, that would have been phenomenal. Because um, that would have been, how many years have been in championship now? I think, I think it's the fourth year now. So yeah, it only took us, yeah, it only took us three years. But we got close, we got close. But Nathan Jones... I, I understand. I definitely understand why you was a bit disappointed in sort sort of sense because obviously he hasn't got that Premier League experience. It definitely makes sense. Uh, he's very good. He's a very good manager with with youth players. That's what I will say. Don't get me wrong. This season he did loan quite a lot of ours out, but I think it was to benefit them. Like there's one that he's loaned out. Be interesting to see if he comes back in January, etc. Because he's doing really well actually. Uh, Mendes Gomez. He plays for Fleetwood currently on loan. And there was there was a game a couple of uh, weeks ago where I think he got a goal. I scored an overhead kick from a rebound, um, and then wow. and then got got uh, two assists. I think in that game as well. Pretty much because obviously I, I like to keep an eye on my youth, see how they're doing at the ones that are loaned out. And I'm seeing every game he's pretty much playing a massive part. Um, well, maybe we could snatch him away as well. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. But, and the thing is, obviously I know you signed a lot of um, youth players going into the season. Uh, did notice that so it's an interesting one he doesn't play I know sometimes this is how you grind out results especially nowadays he doesn't play that defensive style of football he does play very attacking football so it's interesting it's an interesting one that'll be exactly what we need and I mean I've just been looking back at his his career in general you know he actually played for Luton didn't he and spent a lot of time at Brighton and Yeovil etc and went into management at Brighton as a caretaker role onto Luton uh, did did very very well in your first stint but went to went to Stoke City that I mean how were you feeling after that after he left you did you get the sense that he left you high and dry there now that one I was a lot more disappointed than this one and 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 the reason I'm not even disappointed with this one like I said to you earlier the reason I was disappointed then is because he actually went behind the club's back and didn't even tell the club 
Um, and then he actually he, he obviously went and then I think he got a manager of the month award and he was wearing like he just held up a Stoke shirt it was the weirdest thing to see because oh, obviously yeah. that's not who he obviously got it with um, again that one like I said it is disappointing that one because like I say it did go behind the club's back but then again at the same time obviously I know Stoke obviously we're in the championship as well then but again you know they, they've they been in the Premier League it made, it made sense to me in that sense it was just I didn't like it how he done it um, no, I can understand that. So yeah, but this time it was a little. It was done properly. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I mean, I think Saints fans fail to look past the great things that he's done for Luton, and and they take the bad spell at Stoke way too too much, you know. And it, he was sacked in November after just ten months in charge, and that was a forty-one percent win percentage, winning just two matches in fourteen. Why do you think he struggled so badly at Stoke? I generally think some of them players had a massive ego in the sense where they, because he's not, you know, he's not a former Premier League manager, like a proper. Obviously, he was only a caretaker at Brighton, and even then, obviously, they weren't in the Premier League at the time. I just, I just think they thought they were, they were better than him. That, that's what I thought it was. I thought the fans were, were very similar in the sense where they, they just weren't trying to back him. They were just... Did, I just don't think he didn't was have the dressing supported room. how he could have been and how he should have been. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad spell. And that's again, that's what Saints fans are looking at, saying that, you know, he, he struggled with a team like that. So um, when he returned to you, I mean, how did you guys take to, to the return? And, did, how you know, did he have to earn that trust back? Certain fans he did. Uh, me, personally, I was, I was very happy. I remember talking to my dad, um, and obviously that was all over Sky Sports. And... A lot of fans, like I said, were, were a bit like, mm, OK. And I remember when he first come back, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to get that trust back. We're going to achieve stuff special and, and stuff like that. And I, I I wasn't actually too too annoyed with it at all. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, I was disappointed with the way he left. But it's it's one of them where I also looked at it, been in and around the club before. He knows most of the players. And the, how it was for us before that, obviously, under, under Graham Jones was was terrible so at least I wanted someone who knew, knew around the club obviously Graham Jones very good coach clearly because he's been around you know Newcastle he's been in and around the England squad and etc but as a manager he's you know some of the stuff he used to say was just bizarre to me but <laughs> overall I was I was happy when he come back originally right so let's talk about him as a manager then what what sort of a manager is he I mean is he a motivator um, is he focused on development? You mentioned that he, you know, he does like to get a lot of uh, focus in the youth. Does he have a good relationship with his players and the fans? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You know, I remember there being a lot of games. For example, obviously this was the last one that I managed to go to, obviously before he left, and that was obviously Blackpool away last Saturday. And every time we won a game, even if we lost, you know, proper come over, did have that connection with the fans. A lot of players said said it when he's obviously gone. They've said, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in my career where I am now. So, yeah, he definitely had a really good connection with the fans. And he is a motivator. He is a motivator as well. Because um, the thing about some of our fans, sometimes they are a bit jumpy on players if they have like one bad game. Obviously, you get in every fan base. Um, but, yeah, ours are sometimes they're crazy and then you know I think he helped him out by motivating him because then there was one game against Pelly Ruddock who obviously he's been at Luton for years ever since you know the conference and that sort of thing and there's a few times last season where he had not so great performances and lose the ball quite easily and and you know he was he was quite he just wouldn't release the ball quick enough sometimes he'd take that extra touch and etc and a lot of people would jump on his back and then there was one game he come in and he was just phenomenal it's just giving a like it was just I just didn't expect that sort of 
long passing by him. I thought if anyone's going to do that in our squad, it would have been someone like Hen- Henry Lansbury. So, yeah, he, he's definitely a motivator, 100%. We, we need motivating right now. Is he the right fit for Southampton? Because we have a lot of young players at this club. And you mentioned it at the start that we signed a lot of players. We did. We got a lot of youth from uh, from Man City. We got some youth from Chelsea last season. But can he get the best out of them? I, I think a lot of Saints fans will be will be surprised personally. Obviously, I'm, it's, it's a massive job on his hands. Obviously, you know, we know where you lot currently sit in the table. And obviously, obviously, you want to get out of there as soon as possible, really. So it's a massive job on his hands. But I generally believe he, he'll be able to do it for you guys. Um, it might, obviously might sound biased, but I've just... I've seen a lot of him in which, you know, it goes back to what you said earlier. People are just looking at his time at Stoke. Yeah. Like you said, they're not looking at it, how he's actually, what he's done with Luton, bring him up from League Two all the way to the Championship. And what you've also got to remember is, it, this is a s- small thing to look into, but it's still something. Every single year, Luton were in the Championship. So obviously from the first season till obviously the, the, the third, we finish higher and higher each season. Um, obviously the first season just survived relegation but again most of that was because we had Graham Jones who just is not a manager as simple as that second year we got top 12 I think we finished 12th and then obviously last year we finished in the playoffs narrowly lost maybe if we had some other players more squad depth like we did this year might have even gone on to, to go to the final and you never know in the final so you have got to look at stuff like that as well I definitely understand why people would question it like I said he hasn't quite really you haven't seen him at that top top level in that sense. So that style of play, does he have a, a set formation with Luton and a settled eleven? You know, has he has he got his go-to guys? This season has been a bit difficult because um, we have had a lot of injuries. Like the last two games he had with us, um, we had to actually change around to a back four, which we don't play. We usually play back threes, but he te- he likes. I don't know if he'll do it with you guys, but he does like to do a, a diamond sort of formation. He does like to go attacking. Uh, like I said earlier, he does play attacking football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, Ralph's yeah. used a back three on occasions and it hasn't worked. So I don't know, you know, if there's anything different. He doesn't, you know, Ralph also used a high intensity, high press off the ball. Um, so I don't know if Luton play that certain way. Yeah, we, te- we tend to. We tend to play that sometimes. Um, a lot of our midfielders like Alan Campbell, uh, brilliant midfielder for us. You know, he gets stuck in. He doesn't give you any time to breathe, essentially. So, yeah, he, do, he does do that as well. It, the way he is really is just be on and yeah. attack, really. Try and hit him on the counter when you can, etc. Not necessarily, like, sit back and then, you know, it's more go at him. And then if you, you win the ball, go forward, try and make a chance happen. Do you know, it would be very interesting to see what he does in his first game, because I say we've got Liverpool on Saturday, so and it's at Anfield, yeah, so it's going to yeah, be that's... difficult to see how he sets up and <laughs> against the team, whether he's going to have a go at them or he's just going to try and avoid defeat. It'd be interesting. But um, is there anything that you don't like about him? Is there anything that, that makes you question it from time? Because Ralph, I mean, I don't think towards the end of his, his tenure here, he didn't really know his best 11 and... You know, he got criticised for making the wrong substitutions and usually left them too late to make an impact. But is there anything that you, you don't like about Nathan Jones? There was a few things that, that did annoy me a little bit. One of them being um, in-game in-game management. And it weren't necessarily tactics or anything like that. It was more substitutions, like you said there with, with Hassan. It was sometimes, you know, Nathan Jones did leave it late. Uh, like there was a sub the other day. Um, I felt Harry Cornick should have come off for, for Luke Berry, who actually got the uh, winning goal in our game against uh, Blackpool. 
and and what we were lacking in that game was someone getting into a different position you know trying to put the opposition off essentially by giving us space to drive into another bit for us to have a chance if that makes sense yeah Luke Berry does that and I felt he, he should have come on you know we were trying to do too much in that game and I just felt bringing someone like Luke Berry on his movement and the way he can put the opposition players off by getting into a certain position then it gives other players opportunities to drive into spaces I felt we was there's been times he's, he's done that he has left um, substitutions too late in my opinion and also what I didn't like sometimes, it'd be interesting to see what how you know how he goes about it in the Premier League. But I remember sometimes he did post match interviews, he did used to say some like silly things. I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, you know, sometimes it can be heat at the moment and that sort of thing, but there was times where he 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 got really angry. Obviously, if he does it if you lot, I don't know exactly what your owners are like, but sometimes he would start you know, having a go oh. at it. Oh, few dear. fans and that sort of thing so yeah hopefully it, it doesn't turn out like that for you guys yeah i but... think you'll be i think you'll be scrutinized more in the premier league if you do something like that then I'll yeah get away exactly. with it a little bit more uh in the championship but yeah um i, I want to read you some comments um about his appointment from some saints fans and I, it's, it's going to be mixed it's not going to be all bad it's not going to be all good um i just want to hear what you what you think about these comments no okay, worries. So highly talked about by his players and is a very passionate man Good at underdog clubs and developing talent. Knows when and how to motivate. It's unexpected and underwhelming, but hope he succeeds. His passion looks like what we need to unite the fans. Just hope his tactics are too. So that's a, that's a fairly good one. As someone that's just sharing the, his concerns, but also, you know, talking him up and giving him a little bit of, of praise. We've got another one here. Uh, bad fit, cheap and inexperienced, preparing for championship life. Uh, have to give him a chance. Fresh ideas might be might do us the world of good. Clubs around us like Villa are appointing Emery. This is a shocking choice. Uh, really disappointed. His record is sketchy and Saints need a proven Premier League manager rather than rolling the dice. Uh, can only judge someone on their re- results, really. Ralph never achieved much in a tougher league and got the full backing of the crowd. I'll trust the owners. So it's quite mixed. Um, yeah. and, and I put a poll out on Twitter asking if it was good business or if it was too risky. Uh, and 68 percent said that it was it was risky. But, you know, I mean, our fans wanted Ralph out. So and whoever that we were going to appoint, they were going to have a bad reputation somewhere. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I really like that first comment. Like I say, it's a bit of both. And if I was a Southampton fan, I would probably think of it like that as well. Because, again, like I said, he hasn't quite you haven't seen him at that in the Premier League, he, he was talking... Yeah, you've got to give him a chance. About, yeah, exactly. He was talking a lot of sense. You know, he shows a lot of passion. You know, it goes back to what I said earlier. Also links in with the post-match, you know, where he, he wants to win. I want that passion. That's what yeah. we need. We need it. We need it. We need to connect with the fans. We need exactly. someone that's going to get yeah, up out exactly. of the seat with and the G the fans out. You guys are in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm... I'm going to welcome him with open arms, you know, on the on the first game back at St Mary's, which is now Boxing Day. I'm really looking forward to seeing him and, and seeing what he can do, especially with the tactics and stuff. Um, this is going to be a difficult question. <laughs> uh, does he have a favourite player? Um, and, and is there a chance that he takes one or two of your players with him? Because, I mean, we're in search of a number nine. We need a clinical goal scorer. And I understand that um, Carlton Morris has been scoring your goals this season. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take any of your players, but do you think there's a chance that you could in January? I don't know. It's difficult because I look at, even when he was at Stoke, he, he didn't actually end up taking any of our players or even try to. So it would, it would, I, don't, I just couldn't see it. I really couldn't see it. Um, he might, do you know what I could maybe see him doing? I could maybe see him doing, doing maybe some loan business with us more than actually trying to get someone. Sending uh, out some players to you, you mean? Yeah, or maybe even... Well, I don't know if any of us would maybe like go to yours because I don't know, you know, how how it'd be. But I, I could see a connection like that. I just, I don't know. I just, I base it on his time at Stoke, and I just, he, he never actually tried to get anyone, which I was a little bit surprised about. And it links to what I said earlier, especially with the manner how he left. I just thought, you know, he's going to be sneaking now even more, isn't he, and try and get more of our players. But he actually didn't end up doing that. Um, maybe that, that maybe that was his downfall. We could do it this time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I can't see it if I'm being completely honest. But I just wondered oh. if there was some. I mean, you know, these managers have certain players that they like, and they take every take them everywhere with them. I mean, Harry Redknapp's a prime example of that. He's done that everywhere he's gone. He's taken um, Peter Crouch and Defoe and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I just wondered if there was a player that he liked, and he thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to bring you along with me. Oh, I just can't see it. No, I can't see it. I, I, this might age well, but I, I just can't <laughs> see it as of right now. Anyway, yeah, that's about it. And I, I'm I'm quite optimistic about it. I, I've also got my doubts, but I, I'm willing to give him a chance. And, you know, he's worked wonders with a low budget and he has overachieved. He's done that. And I just hope that he hasn't left you high and dry. And he, and I really do hope that Luton can push on and, and from what build on from what he's uh, what he started. But like I said, he's got to go to Liverpool in his first game. And you always hear of this new manager bounce, but I don't know if he's going to get that bounce straight away. Uh, you know, I want the fans to be patient with him because it's not going to happen overnight. He's got to, he's got to know, he's got to learn this team set up. And, you know, he's been at the training ground today. So I've, I've listened to his um his presses and, yeah, I, I'm, I like him as a person. We, we have to give him time. We have to get behind him. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to thank you for uh, giving up your valuable time and, and, and chatting to me about Nathan Jones today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for bringing me on. My pleasure. Good luck for the rest of the season and hopefully Nathan and Jones you. works out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Excellent. Cheers, mate. See ya. Up the Saints. Up Southampton. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.